funny. Oh my god. Uh, amateur hey, let's hour. Let's try this let's, again. One more time. All right, here we time. go. Let's do it. This time we'll feel. Because <laughs> you didn't make any <laughs> do, 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 sound effects. <laughs> mm. Amateurs. Amateurs. That's no, a perfect I, start. I think only, only one guy was running the board. <laughs> That's not amateurs, plural. Sorry. Amateur. You wanted to add a camera in here. <laughs> That's that sound still effects. A potential. That's not a bad idea. I, a lot of people are going to yeah. video format. So I was thinking we could just put a wide angle GoPro on the end of the table yeah. and push it down. So I don't know, though. We just, Kyle's a little camera shy. Yeah. He's not he's not jacked enough yet for camera, <laughs> we're getting camera worthy. We're getting there. I can see the bump. You're looking good, man. Isn't oh, it? You're right. looking fantastic. We're getting there. Yeah, man. The goal is to actually get in shape because then I'm getting a back fucking tattoo. <laughs> where are you working out at? Pulse. Pulse? Yeah. 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 They're great. Yeah. That's where I had my personal trainer at. Who's yeah. your personal People. trainer? Paige. I don't think she's oh, yeah. there anymore. I remember Paige. Yeah. I don't know if she's still there or not. I haven't seen her in a while. Well, obviously, I don't live in the area anymore, but they were fantastic. Brandon Green, great guy. Tim, yeah. you know, all yeah. those guys are yeah. great people. Yeah, they're they're really good people there. They do a great job. They're so keyed in on the community, along with running a top notch facility. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it on Ike's dime. So <laughs> this, that's you, coming up soon that's too. Bullshit, shit, bro. December. You, you paid me back. <laughs> when did you start? Technically November, but my first like two months were learning the ropes they weren't like hardcore enough to actually make a difference i don't think you're but doing classes or just no by yourself no i've been doing it by myself i don't go to like nine o'clock at night because we put the boys down and you take the time go. yeah there yeah. you go so it's my night routine awesome so yeah he's going hardcore now we're trying it's not hardcore slinging plates <laughs> I've i've moved up hey everybody welcome to the conversation up, everybody colin like live from studio a semi semi kind of live semi live a week later <laughs> yeah. special guest we've talked about him yeah, who we got we talked about this the guy one so the many only times. the man who kept me at my job for probably two years <laughs> mr logan little george <laughs> thanks guys what's yeah, up yeah. brother not a whole lot appreciate the invite <laughs> the, the impromptu uh, <laughs> in invite yeah, there's nothing wrong with that i i know i've talked to you guys about it before i haven't listened to you guys in a bit but man for the longest time there man put it on in my office or whatever i'm doing just sitting listening wouldn't have it any other way well, in the, well. in the beginning it was good <laughs> like we were we were kind of funny in the beginning then I, you know we just kind of hit a we hit a lull. Hit a, hit a little bit of a lull. We're coming back. Though. That happens. That's called growing pains. Is that what it is? I mean. I'll take it. I mean, whatever <laughs> whatever excuse we can pull out of our ass, I'm, I'm all for it. I just, I was telling Kyle like two weeks ago, I said, man, we listened to like episode five and we were like on fire. Like every, every, we were just buzzing all the way through the whole three and a half hour podcast <laughs> and we were fucking riding a high and there's like, then there's a couple like on 27 is like hey <laughs> yep, yep. just like what's up <laughs> hey everybody what are you guys doing <laughs> we're just sitting around with some mics in our face kind of but you gotta have it, that it, it wasn't that bad i know it wasn't great it wasn't that bad we had some we had some solid ones in there our guests were great yeah for yeah. sure you've had some really good guests some people i don't know but just some interesting topics to talk about yeah we've made a couple of them cry What's the, what's the what's the odds tonight? 
<laughs> hey, neither did they. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just, you know. We're going to get you nice and buffalo traced up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I came like, this one time when I was seven. <laughs> In fairness, and I know we're not supposed to talk about other podcasts, but I've been pitching you to uh, to Shelly as well to get get you on her podcast. Oh, yeah? She's doing a Haunted Bear Boo podcast. Oh, really? I'm like, you need to talk to Logan. The guy's got stories, even if it's not Baraboo, like he's got stories for you. I definitely, I've, it's so hard to like talk to people about that kind of stuff because you don't know what like audience you're talking to, but when you, when you start rolling on stuff like that, it's kind of like people just, you get those eyes on you Mm -hmm, and then they're like, hmm, kind of intrigued. Yeah. It's like, oh, how can you explain a lot of that stuff? It's like, uh, I don't know. Well, you can't. That's that's what makes it all fucking scary and shit, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> that's what. We were talking about that when that first camp out, when you were telling stories around the fire, those fucking kids were scared, mm-hmm. bro. <laughs> they were running out of the woods, frightened for their lives. That's crazy stuff, man. It's Yeah. I mean, if no one's had an experience like that, it's like to the point now where it's kind of like, yeah, it happens. Or, yeah, this happened. And mm-hmm. then you kind of move on, but then other people that don't have those experiences, it's completely different for that's them. That's me. That's, <laughs> that's Kyle. I'm like, I'm, I told like, I'm like, I'm not really a believer, but I believe enough to be scared. Yeah. And if something happens, I would like freak out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't tell you, bro. Was there there's, more? There's more. Oh, no. Oh. Fucking, um, I was up here. Oh, fuck. I don't remember what I was doing. I was walking through the middle of the, of the room and I heard this fucking clink, 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 clink on the basement floor. I was like, what the fuck was that? And I was like, whatever. It's just some sound in the house. So carried on with my day. And then the next day I went downstairs to uh, um, get one of my fucking tools for work. And there was uh, PVC pipe fitting sitting in the middle of the fucking shop. Mm. And the pipe fittings are in the other fucking room mm-hmm. around the corner through a door. Alt. All the pipe fittings were in there. And this fucker was laying in the middle of the floor in my shop. And here we are <laughs> on a Monday night yeah, Monday drinking night. in a dark-ass fucking studio with black curtains so I can't see more than four feet in front of me. Yep. Where's Prem? <laughs> she's she's in the other room. All we'll right. know. We'll know. She tells us when something's up. Yeah, he she, tried to sneak in on us the other day. She snuck in past this curtain and scared the fucking oh, shit yeah. out of no, really? <laughs> while we're recording. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> she shows up. She always she goes over by the wall, so she she's not going to come right in front of us. Mm-hmm. And so it just wiggles by the wall, and Kyle's just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. No, when I was hanging these curtains on the ends, they're carabiners on the eye hook. And so I was, uh, I wired it all up, and... I hung that in first, and I clipped it in, and I got to the middle of the room, and the fucker hit the floor. And I was like, huh, maybe I just didn't clip it all the way in. So I looked at it, make sure everything was tight. I clipped it in, really clipped it into the eye hook. I turned around, and I started walking, and the fucker hit the floor again. I ain't even lying. So I was like, all right. I just stopped. I'm like, (laughs) listen. Like, I'm sorry. I'm fucking shit up in here. I love this house. I'm going to do my best to honor it 100%. Just like, it's cool. Whatever you need me to do, I'll just do it. You know, it's like, I want to be cool with whoever's in here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, this house is supposed to be haunted. It's supposed to be. Yeah. I know. I know. Well, Logan, we've known each other for eight years. 
Yeah, close just to that. A, just yeah. about eight years. I mean, we got to get know each other at the club. Obviously, you worked there for a couple of years, running an awesome teen center, probably the height of. <laughs> height I want to go that far. Height of my career. <laughs> <laughs> the, the height of his. No, career. but we became good friends, obviously, and uh, even after you left, and now you're working back at Ho Chunk. Yep. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, and you're doing some skill, right? I am doing skill. I'm curious to hear about that. Yeah, I want to hear about that, too, because I don't know what the fuck skill is. Sock County (laughs) Institute of Leadership. Oh, nice. I'm surprised you haven't joined it yet. He told me about it, and he's like, I'm part of it, so you can't be. That's what he said, pretty much. Oh, is that what I said? Verbatim. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like Lemon, and I have clumpy ejaculate. (laughs) (laughs) That, too. I got paid 50 Gs for that, dude. I don't care what your problem is. What you, we were talking on here when you told me about it, though, right? I don't remember. I think we were. I don't know. I joined their board of directors. Yeah. And so Logan and I were talking, and he's he was looking to to get involved more with the club again and kind of community stuff. And I just thought it might be a good opportunity if you wanted to go through the program, and he, he jumped on it. That's awesome. So. That's awesome. So how intensive is the program? Like, what's a? It's not that bad. What does it take? It's not terrible. I mean, I'm only a month in. We went to the retreat in September, two days at Derwin's Glen, which okay. was. Awesome, and that's the out. most intensive thing. Yeah, handful okay. of different people coming and pre- uh, presenting. Um, I think our next training is actually next week. Yeah, and, and, and from there, sack. yeah. So it starts off with a two day retreat, just a one overnight to kind of get the group mm-hmm. comfortable with each other. It's like the opposite of what we do in league, where oh, we right. kind of lead up to that comfortability. They mm-hmm. just dive in and like get to know each other and get. Fucking comfortable and well, they're adults and real, yeah. yeah. And then from there on out, though, it's just once once a month. But yeah. It's an all day thing, and they travel throughout Sauk County and they hit different leadership topics and kind of get to know your county at the same time. So, so. what time of year does this like? Uh, is this a cyclical thing? Like, how yeah, it's this? a September through May. May. Yep. So yep. every September they do a retreat, yep. kick it off, and then they go through May. Yep, and they do a little graduation in May. Yeah. Okay. So, but nice. yeah, no. So it, hopefully, it's, it was a good first little exposure to it. Yeah, it's been great. <clears throat> I've met a lot of people already through that networking and stuff, and that's kind of one of the things I wanted to get out of it yeah. was to meet some people out in Salt County coming back. And some of them are people that I've already worked with, but I didn't know who they were, like mm-hmm. especially Salt County Public Health, stuff like that with mm-hmm. COVID, with working at the casino, and just being able to put a face to a name now. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and we uh, I also have another Ho Chunk um, tribal member there that oh, nice. actually owns uh, Willowwood Inn. Oh, over yeah. By yeah. Lake. Over by me. That's yep. a that's yeah. a cool little hotel. That's man. a really mm-hmm. cool motel. Yeah, they just bought it, right? Yeah, not that long ago. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So, um, so you're back on that, and you're gonna start. You want to get back into the club a little bit? Is that what I heard? Yeah, I actually uh, reached out to Tennille. Uh, it's been a couple months now. Yeah. We had a conversation about me coming on, and I had talked to Kyle about it back in the early spring about how Ho Chunk would be able to help the club and try to get some of our arms back out in the community. Yeah, kind of rekindle some and partnerships stuff. and stuff like That'd that. That'd be great. That'd be great for sure, man. There's it's such a huge presence, you know, obviously, um, and then with the club being the club and just our connection, you know, there yeah. used to be a good a good relationship there. I think where there's a lot of, you know, cross-cultural education and, and exposure for a lot of our non-Ho-Chunk kids. And and yeah, I actually, Michael Souls just uh, reached out to me this week. Oh, good. About um, the whole, I never got anything definite, but he said that it sounded like I was a candidate to go to the board, so. Yeah, I know they're, 
I shouldn't talk about it. The board's in a weird flux right now where they're adjusting some of the the board rules. Mm-hmm. And I think they're making those changes and then they're going to kind of go to a more January type mm-hmm. calendar year. And I'm in thing. no rush. Yeah. That's, I made it very clear to Tennille. It's just I wanted to get my foot back in the door. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. with me hopefully moving back to the Sauk County area next year. But now we don't know where that's going to sit because of interest rates and stuff. Yeah, housing dude is crazy. Now. Are you looking to buy right now? Yeah. Well, Holy I mean, shit. we own a house in Columbus. It's just I'm driving an hour to work and an yeah, hour home. And it that's gets, rough. gets old. It's already starting to get old. Well, it's going to suck, especially in the wintertime. You still got that truck, though, right? Nope. What? <laughs> driving a Corolla. Dog. I got a 2021 Toyota Corolla Ooh. that I bought in April of last year, and it's already got 30,000 miles on Jeez, it. Jeez, bro. shit. My you truck just hit 11,000. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. I remember when you got that. Do you, yeah. mi- do you miss your truck? Oh, I'm sure I'm going to miss it during the winter. <laughs> Get winter tires, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm you got to. You got to. Especially it's crazy what winter tires do for a car. Yeah. I never realized Especially that, that light of a car. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's ex- amazing. Especially now that I'm starting to get back into things that I enjoy, like hunting and fishing. I mm. miss having my truck. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, now I get to take my girlfriend's Jeep Grand Cherokee and put a little thing on the back. Yeah, it still works. Yeah, it still works. I, but hey, this like... is Wisconsin. I've seen bucks right across the hood <laughs> I, with a yep. Toyota Corolla. <laughs> or the tr- yep. There's no shame in that. It's almost <laughs> a little bragging rights. It's like I did everything I possibly could to get this baby What's home. the one that's X-strapped to the roof where its head is just like half down the windshield staring out like <laughs> Superman out? Yeah, see? I'm telling you, I'll just buckle it, it yeah. into my passenger seat while I'm driving down. Yeah, you don't want to. Do that bites <laughs> stink. Yeah, let's not do that. I will say this though, like, man. What the fuck happened in your car, bro? It's like you want to ride with me? No, it was. No, I, I was successful. Not. That's that's the smell of success. <laughs> that smells exactly. like ass. It smells like. I put a tarp down. <laughs> yeah, some plastic down. Some uh, what's that? Christian Bale, American Psycho. Oh yeah, see. <laughs> Pull some fucking whatever you got to do. This it's yeah, all, do whatever the fuck you need to do. Pull some Walter White shit in there. I mean, yeah, whatever. S- you success do. is success. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Winner, winner. I, I was gonna say though. I, I mean, after talking to you, and I know we're lighthearted at the moment, but it's very clear that you're trying to get more engaged in the community and and really become a presence. And I appreciate that. And that's one of the reasons we thought of you. And the other reason is because we miss you. So <laughs> fuck, bro. Twofold. I didn't even know you were trying to be a presence in the community. I just miss you. He's the one that's all. I'm just trying to talk his hard. fucking ass up. Leave me alone. <laughs> There's, there's a sl- fucking man. There's we a slim hope that he moves closer to the area because I've never been to DeForest or Columbus or any of that, you know, by you. I've never seen your new place. It's hard. I, I, don't I know. just know, like, everyone said so now that you got two two boys, it's hard yeah. to get after some of that stuff. And that's like now, um, I think before I look back on it, and it's like I made so many excuses of like not to go out and do stuff. And now it's like, well, I'm already in town. I can do stuff. I'm already here. Like right. tonight, prime example. I'm I'm working late. I can swing over and kick it. Kick <laughs> it. Thank fucking God. It's about time, man. So happy to have you. So you're looking in Sauk County. Are you looking in Baraboo specifically? Where's your ideal? Um, Haley, my girlfriend. So she works for DeForest. She's a police officer there. Right. So she's dead set on Sauk, mm. like Prairie du Sac, Sauk yep. City. Yep. It's just way too expensive. Yeah, it's freaking high. so expensive. A lot of those houses, like we were looking before, some of them are listed for three seventy five, four hundred thousand, and they still need 
$20,000 worth of work yes. going to the house, or yeah. some of them don't have central air. Like, yeah. Yeah. you were going to go it, look at one. I'm like, yeah, I'm not buying a house without central air. Interest Dude, rate's 6%. Interest rate's 6%. I was just telling Ike there's a house in Sauk, or in Prairie, and it was a total gut job. The The roof was, like, bending. It needed a whole new exterior, windows, roof. You looked inside, and the inside was a whole gut job. I'm sure it needed to be rewired. And they were still asking 189000 it's like for the property, basically. Yeah. And the bones. So, yeah. It's just we, insane. We've looked around, and she's, I mean, understandably that she's looking at drive time, and mm-hmm. she doesn't like driving on the interstate, which mm-hmm. I'm kind of trying to break her out of that. I'm like, that's not an excuse. Like, come on. let's let's We got to find a middle ground right, on where, right. what we're going to do, especially if we want to have a family and we got to pick a spot where we want to go. So mm. we've had conversations about sock, Baraboo, uh, Portage, Poinet, Lodi. We've been all over, but Everywhere I think right now Baraboo is kind of the spot where we've talking about a little bit more. So it seemed like the, mo- is it most affordable? Plus you got the easiest access to the interstate. How, so how long is it from here to, to her work? Uh, from Baraboo? Yeah. Uh, 40 if, minutes? If 45. you live on the eastern side of Baraboo, out towards 33, if you take 33 to the interstate, it's like between 35 minutes and 40 minutes. So they're putting up all those new places out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're, I think they got like three brand new duplexes going up right now. Yeah. And that's all supposed to be single family homes out there. And I don't know what those lots are going for. I haven't looked at it, but it's got to be maybe an option. I mean, they've got apartments out there right now. That if you're looking to, maybe you could have an option to build something and then stay in an apartment until you get to that point. Yeah, I think right now kind of all the options are on the table. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with the housing market being, it's got to tank, dude. Fuck. It's got to. It's just a matter of time. And yeah. that's why it's kind of like, I want to hold out. Yeah. But it's also hard at the same For time. For sure. For sure. It's just like, man, we've been talking about this. We're going to pull a trigger. And then all of yeah. the stuff with the government and how the economy and everything is, is kind of, it sucks. But <clears throat> well, I mean, but at the same time, <clears throat> it's probably the time to sell Haley's house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a year, can she help sell her house? Yeah. What she can for now? It's probably the best time to sell for sure. <clears throat> yeah. You know, but as far as buying, though, it's just like, I don't know, man. I, I hear a lot of things but uh i haven't heard him say fiance i heard him say girlfriend i, I was gonna fucking get to that dude he's like he's, he just talked about kids bro i'm like he talked about kids the and fuck? future and houses Holy and shit. girlfriends girlfriends yeah <laughs> so the pressure's what's, on what's going on here you got the ring you got well the you've rock. been you've been with Haley for four three it'll be three in january okay so i mean and i haven't met her what what i <sighs> His best friend in the entire world? You haven't even met her? Clearly best friend. I God. mean, we've, we've seen each Seriously. other once last year. And she guys like... Good enough friend where I should have at least fucking met shit. this woman. <laughs> we used to. We used to hang out all the time. We used to do a lot, man. This guy used to get drunk at my house, yeah. put on a football helmet, and get smacked with a baseball bat or yeah. something. Yeah. Or, or something. I don't really I remember never, what we were doing. I don't remember being privy to those parties. I just remember waking up. And they were gone. <laughs> I remember sleeping like two hours and like and then oh, waking going up, home. And then waking up to somebody else staring at you from the doorway. <laughs> I call him. Sam had to get up and go to work. And we had a good night the night before. And so Sam got up at six and she's like, oh, they're, they're, they left. I'm like, what? So I text him like, did you leave? And he goes, yeah, dude. So-and-so like was staring at me in the doorway and we woke up <laughs> and we left. I'm like. How did you get home? Because it's six and I'm still drunk. 
It was bad. Yeah, it was that <laughs> night. It was a whole lot of fun from what I remember, but man. <laughs> from, what's, from what I was told, it was really fun. <laughs> I still We've had, had a few of those. You've, I know. I've. Yeah, I'm, I'm around bad influences, man. You are. Oh, yeah, completely. It's Logan and I, 100%. Bro, I stopped drinking for like two years. <laughs> That's not my fault. It was probably after that night I stopped drinking for two years, and then I started hanging yeah, with Ike more. I, and okay. now I'm drinking bourbon. <laughs> well, at least you're drinking good shit. True. Yeah, yeah I'm drinking. What am I drinking tonight? Oh, what the fuck? Jesus. Easy. Take it easy. The Kirkland Single Barrel Master Distillers from Barton. So is this just Barton 1792? Rebranded. I don't know. It's fucking Kirkland single barrel. It's is a 1792 single barrel? I couldn't tell you. You'd have to look it up if, yeah. if fucking Bill was here. If fucking Bill was here. He tried to call me before the pod and I just told him, sorry, dude. Fuck off. I didn't really tell him fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good though. It's good. It's a it's a good single barrel. If this is have you had 1792? Oh yeah. I like seventy. Is this reminiscent of it? I don't remember oh. 1792 because 1792 is a $30 bottle and if it tastes anything like that so that's it's probably a, a good bottle that's a full liter instead of a, a oh, 750 yeah. and I want to say that was like $54 yeah and it's um I want to say it was something there's something else to it I thought single barrel oh, it's a single barrel reserve Oh, fancy. Dude, you can't fucking leave off the reserve part. Reserve, I didn't see that it. makes it worth 20% more just by putting the name on there. I was blinded by this green light in the, my peripheral. <laughs> Do you need to change the color? No, I like it green. Okay. I am actually, I'm drinking a Springbank 15-year Campbellton single malt scotch whiskey, and it is fine as a fucking dime. This shit is some of my favorite whiskeys. Nice. Um, my favorite all-time is Springbank 18. So, it was a, a birthday drink I had yeah. last year. So, I'll probably go back for another one of those this year when I get back to Asheville, North Carolina. But this 15, Bill Wilhelm Arbogast, who was not here tonight, we had a big party for him. So, you know, oftentimes you have a bachelor party when you get divorced, or uh, married, sorry. You have a bachelor <laughs> party when you get married. Um, I've We know all about divorce <laughs> around here, but... Bill was married for 22 years. And so we had a divorce party for him. So we took him down to Madison, put him up in a nice hotel, and we went and got fucking smashed. And we bought this bottle for him, and I bought another bottle for me. And uh, God damn, it's one of the best bottles I think I've ever had. You got to try some of this. Do you, have you ever had scotch? I have, yeah, long ago. Was it like peaty or was it not? Yeah. Okay, so this is not peaty. Have you had this? I don't know. I bet you haven't had that. You should try it. If it's not peated, I'll try it. It's really, it's really <clears throat> no, not. I'll give peated. it a go. After yeah, this. you should definitely. You're have drinking it. Buffalo Trace. This is the old. Uh, God, you are having. Uh, <laughs> you're on the struggle bus over there. This is the old unfindable cheapy goodie. So, if you find it, buy it. Well, yeah. I, like saying. I said, when I was up in Appleton, a lot of the people that were I was with were. Like over the moon, finding Buffalo Trace in the bar. Yeah, and they had like real cheap mixers with it, and they were. Oh, really? Yeah. Even that's, that's the a, cheap mixer. I suppose if it's if it's readily available, does it become a cheap mixer for you? I hundred percent. If, if at its, its price point, if it's readily available, it supplements my Maker's Mark. Yeah, I would Cause, agree because my Maker's is my mixer. Yeah, you know. So and now I, that it's not super available, I know what that's so it's easy dumb. sipping. 
it's, yeah. it's dumb. It's like all of a sudden, I, I would probably spend 40 bucks on a bottle if I, oh. guess, if I saw one in the store, and they're only worth 25 I also yeah. heard price is going to go up on them. Well, duh. Like from the distillery. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, is that just because of uh, supply chain I don't and know. all that Who shit? Knows? I mean, I'm surprised that the thing is still twenty four ninety nine. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, it'll probably go up to 35 Even at 35 it's a good bottle. It's a good bottle. There's a. Um, it's less appealing, though. There was a Russell's 12 that, I don't know, it won some kind of competition, but it's been out since the, like, 2000 teens. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like, it's a decent bottle. But I was at Total Wine one day, and this guy's like, oh, there's Russell 12 over there. You should get it. And I'm like, I've had Russell 12. It's fine. It's like, why should I get it? He's like, you can't find it anywhere. It's like, oh. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so then I walk away, and I'm looking around, and like I can hear it calling my name from behind me. It's like, <laughs> you better buy me because someone else is going to buy me. It really was. It was just like that. And I was like, fuck, okay. So I went over, and I got a bottle, and it's like, it's like fucking fine. It's not it's fine. Yeah, it's not wonderfully special. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, like our, I'm our sorry, Logan. Snobs. We've turned into fucking whiskey snobs oh, since you've been really, gone. Yeah. I said your guys' knowledge on that. How did that come about, anyway? Because uh, we had a whiskey night that I couldn't drink anything, and then I started drinking it. Yeah, so <laughs> more. So um, I got into whiskey in my early 30s, and I started just like he did. I had a bunch of friends of mine where we had a whiskey tasting, and they laid out six different glasses of whiskey for everybody, little samples. And they're all like, let us know what you think if you taste the caramel and the vanilla and this and shit. So I'm writing down like ether and rubbing alcohol <laughs> and fucking gasoline. And they're, and, they're, and they're like, do you taste the coriander? And I'm like, fuck you, man. I don't, there's no coriander in this shit. This is death in, in liquid form. And then I drank it and drank it and drank it. I'm like, oh, is that motherfucking coriander in the background? <laughs> so then I got him into it. And well, like, and we were talking and it's like, I don't know. I wanted to be able to drink whiskey. I just felt like, oh, it's such a, a it's an awesome just, thing to do. And we were talking about it, and I was like, well, you know, we could, I could do a thing. I mean, we could do a thing. And so we had a whiskey <laughs> I night. I said it just like just that. Like I was like, that. I could do a thing. What a thing, little thing. <laughs> and so we had a whiskey night, and it was the same thing that Ike said. It was like ethanol. <laughs> and he gave me scotches and like smoky dirt. Smoky dirt. That's the That's the quote from that episode, smoky dirt. Oh my and it God. was just intolerable. And what was that one you had at your house that you said, you said, I got a bottle at my house and I really like it. It was like maple. Something. It was like maple Knob Creek. Knob Creek maple. And you were like, oh yeah. It was I'm a gift. Just, right. Even <laughs> even his face turned upside down. <laughs> he shouldn't talk. I bet he doesn't remember. He gave me a bottle of whiskey once. You did? Mm-hmm. I did. You did. What'd you get? What I, yeah, what'd I get you? It was snake bite. <laughs> Apple cider whiskey. What? What is that? I don't remember this. I know you don't. It was one of the nights you came over and you brought it over. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. That's hmm. something that disgusting. I probably wouldn't have on me. So that's why I'm probably just like, hey, I'm bringing this over. Yeah, probably like, yeah, this was given to me and I'm giving it to you. <laughs> Fuck this. But anyways, after that night and I couldn't drink it, I, we didn't try, I didn't try again for a while. And then uh, I was like, okay, it just has just to be in a custom taste. Here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just started drinking more and more until finally one day I was over at Ike's house and I finished a glass before him. He goes, you're getting pretty good at this. Yeah, man. So, there you go. And that's kind of, I'm a nerdy guy. You know me. I'm a researcher and a nerdy guy, so I nerd out on all these fucking stupid details. 
It's not stupid. See, that's a that's a beautiful thing. Is that I just drink it because I love it, and then you tell me all the cool shit about yeah. it that I should have known beforehand, but I didn't. Yeah, and then next thing you know, I'm fucking buying stupid, expensive bottles, and I have a shit ton in my cabinet. How, how many times have you said Sam's gonna kill me? A couple. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you get your bottles at? Lately, I've been I've been primarily going to uh, Pierce's. Yeah, we need to make a trip to Woodman's. Yeah, we really yeah. do. There's yeah. some like allocated stuff that you can't really find around here, um, but yeah, it's all good. We did we've done a total wine a couple of times. Mm-hmm. They just don't have like we're snobby. Mm-hmm. We're super fucking snobby. It's 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 bad. And like it's, it's they an they have a really they have is. a huge variety, but it's not like the stuff I want to drink. Yeah. So well, so he's he listens to other podcasts. If you can fucking believe that. First off, and second off, he listens to these podcasts to talk about these really rare, hard to find whiskeys. So it's like then that's his goal in life yeah, is to find these to find hard, hard to find whiskeys. So I think that you and I just need to expand our range of of where we look for whiskey. We just need to take a day, yeah, and we'll just travel. We'll hit up some like, well, maybe we'll go all the fucking way to Chicago. I don't know. We'll hit up some whiskey spots all the way down. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be fun to bring a little money oh, and Logan uh, and Logan too. Yeah. Fuck yeah, we need to bring a little money. If he moves back to the Logan. area, I mean, he's got to start drinking it. And he's got to become a regular on this fucking show. For oh, sure. you know, I, I jump on that opportunity anytime. Fucking A, man. man. All good. right. All right. There it is, count Haley, it. on the record. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it down. You know how many times I've said fucking count it because of you? Count it. <laughs> Motherfucker. I say that like, like what the, What are you doing down to my feet down there? <laughs> why, why are you touching my feet? Just oh. touching it with my foot. <laughs> I said, I've, I think I've said it like 10 times this week. And yeah. It's because of you. <laughs> You're always saying count it. Did you like my reply to your text? Yes, I liked your fucking reply to my text. Naroko. I told you it was Phillips Naroko as I was making a point. You have to listen to the last podcast. Yeah, start listening, Logan. I'll I'll catch up. Let's go back. Let's stop just bullshitting. We have a guest. (laughs) Why would we stop doing what we do best? Okay, hey. To learn more more about this man. Okay, I want to know. I want to know. So when you first... when I, the first time I met you was through the club when we did the league group. We started out when Will was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, and when I walked in the room, like these fucking kids like looked at you like like you're fucking Thor or some shit. Like, mm-hmm. I'm serious, man. These fucking kids just loved you. They respected you. You didn't take shit off them. And I was just like, this guy's something fucking special. You know, and so... It was just like, how did you navigate from first? Where were you before the club, and what were you doing? And then, how did what like what drew you to the club, and then um, and like how did you find that? Um, well, first of all, thank you for the kind words. Uh, I didn't really see myself as that going into that, <laughs> but uh, I don't. Know, I had a weird. Um, I don't know. My job history in general is kind of weird. I've kind of done a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but before I came to the club, I was at um, Marley's, actually. I was a DJ and MC there. Did some bouncing for a little bit during the summer when I first started there. And then I kind of transitioned to MCing and DJing. And then I was there for a couple of years. I left. And then actually my mom works for St. Clair in the ER. My mom's known by a lot of people around the Baraboo area, especially law enforcement, police officers, stuff like that. And she told me that the Boys and Girls Club was hiring. And at that point, I don't think I knew what I really wanted to do. I was kind of like, eh, 
I was drinking a lot, being at being a DJ and kind of falling into some stuff I didn't really want to be part of anymore. Just getting out of the Dell scene and people listening to this, if you're from the Dells, you kind of know what I'm talking about, like the resorts and the bar life mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So my mom actually was the one that told me that they were hiring. So I actually had um, put in for the teen center job, but it was actually filled because you guys had hired a female, I guess, but then she didn't end up starting or something. So I remember coming it was, in. It was and pre-Kyle, wasn't it? No. I hired him. Oh. He was here. But I remember there was just a, a, a waiting on a conversation. I was kind of bummed about that. There's nothing against the littles, but I, I've coached sports and stuff like that, so I've worked with teens before. So, but, yeah, so that kind of happened, and then I met Will. Will kind of showed me the ropes of what the teen center was. And, yeah, there was structure to it, and you needed some structure, but I don't think there was a lot of programming and with me, I think that's needed to a point. And I had, I've done a lot of stuff. I brought a lot of my interests and a lot of the stuff Kyle let me do. Like I'd go to him and be like, Hey, let's do this. And he'd be like, go I, for it. Let's go to screaming acres down <laughs> yeah. in Madison or sun, wherever the hell it is. I brought like my PlayStation VR in yeah. for oh, the kids right to try. It's like how many kids like, coming up through the club has opportunities like that and i wanted what i wanted my like what i experienced as a child and as a teen to like give this back to some of the kids at that point and i just kind of ran with it i didn't i don't know yeah. i just kind of came i wouldn't say naturally but i would say naturally i would say naturally and i would say you were genuine and that was one of the big things something i i, I try and be is just real especially with the teens and I think you were that every day, and it just was an instant draw. And like, who has fucking there? Who has challenges on '90s alternative rock? And how quick <laughs> you can name a song off of their fucking Spotify list? You know what I mean? And and uh, it was also a, it was a different time. If you think about the club, you know our teen center staff had have historically been female, mm-hmm. and Will had worked there, but you know, in a weird capacity and it's Parsh teen center. And then as a program guy and in and out and, and Will was, is, or was very much like by the books. Like he did fun things, but it was like, you he know, followed you, the program, he followed the program. So passport to manhood initially, yeah. you know, it was like, well, this is what the book says. This, let's do it this way. Mm. And I think what Logan brought is just the natural, bring it down a level, be approachable and then follow the guidelines but do it in a way that tailors to to what the teens wanted. Well, see, it takes a special person to be able to step into that room yeah. a, and not be intimidated by all these kids. You know, it's like I've we've had grown men go into that room going, holy fuck. For sure. Know? And so it's like you walk in there, first you're not intimidated, second you're approachable, and third you're fucking cool. So it's just like you, you earn their respect pretty quickly. You know, and that's one of the things I saw, and I see it in Kyle every day when I'm in there too. Is that oh, they, I stole all that shit from Logan. Well, hey, whatever. You, <laughs> Ever since he left, I'm still going up to kids and being like, "You're about to catch these hands." <laughs> <laughs> being relatable is probably the biggest thing. It's like, yeah, don't I, smoke rocks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't smoke rocks. 
Two Logan Little George quotes right there. <laughs> yes, right there. Put it on the board. It should be put up in the teen center or something. It really should I need be. a memorial be plaque. plaque. <laughs> memorial. He ain't fucking dead yet, bro. We're trying to get him back. This ain't the exorcist. Let's go, This man. is the Logan Little George teen center. You're about to catch these hands if you smoke rocks. Yes, correct. <laughs> But if yeah. that's on the outside of the room, <laughs> no, I want to know how many people <laughs> read that going down the hallway. That would be amazing. Teen Center, a tough love. You're about to catch these hands. <laughs> that would be sweet. The Teen Center, I mean, my my time there, That's I still say that is probably the most fulfilling job I've, I've ever had. I truly enjoyed what I did. I love working with kids. I've always have i miss one of the reasons why i want to come back here is i want to get back into coaching i coach basketball and i loved it it's just something to do like mm-hmm. instead of sitting at home doing nothing or doing stuff around the house like yeah. again getting involved yeah and i don't know is this the teen center itself i mean i hope i taught those kids some things i learned a lot of stuff from them too and I still run into them occasionally, like if I'm around town. Or, and I said, some of them, like, <laughs> I remember one time I was, I think, at Brothers or downtown or something, and one walks in. I'm like, what the hell are you doing there? You can't be drinking. They're like, yeah, I'm 21 now. I'm like, yeah. what? Fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's a, it's a fun group because they actually can take advice, and you can actually impact them, I think, so much more. That's part part of the reason why when I coached I coached Bantams and, and I love the teen center and, at the clubs is just they're impactful and they're open to listening but at the same time they're kind of fucking assholes sometimes mm-hmm. and it's challenging yeah. at the same time you know what I mean well them fuckers can teach you stuff too for sure you know like with like with little kids like their their hearts are different you know and their minds are different but like when you get in the teenage years like they can really fucking they can be honest with you in a way that, you know, it can get past some bullshit. Yeah. And it's like, there's been some times when we sat with our guys group and it's just like, holy fuck, man, yeah. that's some heavy shit, you know? And it's just like, it brought me to a different place, you know? So I, I definitely feel what you felt in there. I mean, it's just like, it is, it's, it's, it's definitely one of the more impactful times in my life is sitting with these, with these mentors and these kids in this group. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, you want to talk about giving back. I think the invite, if I could speak for Ike, is always open to be a mentor for Lee. Oh, league. my God, yeah. Monday's at 4 o'clock, man. Yep. You want to at least get back involved in the club, start showing up to that. November 7th. Start? November 7th. November 7th, yep. 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 I'm Fuck. sure I can make it work. Count it. Count it. <laughs> Count it. <laughs> done and done. No, but yeah, you, that, that would be amazing. It's a different group than when you were there. Oh, yeah. I, you I, had an interesting group. You had a You had a huge group. You did. But you had some... There's a tightness there with that group. You know what I mean? There, there, we haven't seen that. No, since, since we graduated, those four. Yeah, since those guys graduated, yeah. we haven't seen that yet. Um, we've had a lot of different ages. You know, I don't think we had so many people from the same class. Yeah. You know, I think that's those all those kids were in the same class together, so that helped, I think, a lot. Um, but then they also all hung out together outside of school. Right. You know, I don't think we see any of that. Like, yeah. I don't know if any yeah. of those young men hang out together outside of school. A few of them do, yeah. Do they? It's it's becoming more that um with mm. our current group, but good. We'll see. But on on a positive note, if if Gabriel or if Bear want to show back up, uh, you know, there's an instant connection there already with Ho Chunk. I, I I was going to mention that. Yeah, if I I would love that. Um I know when they uh when we showed up when Gabriel and Bear first came with Chris. 
Um, God damn, Ike Landman's phone. <laughs> damn fucking spam, motherfuckers. Spam, air quotes. But we are like, we're like, Booty we're, gonna, call. we're gonna do a. <laughs> That is, that's a ten fifteen, motherfucker. Oh, that's after we leave. Sorry, yeah, you guys got to be out of here for that. I got to start throwing hands. <laughs> anyway, so when Bear showed up and we were talking about doing drummings, and he's like, "I know how to drum." Yeah, you know, yeah. and it was just like, "Oh fuck yes, that's awesome!" Because he's like, he grew up with it, you know, and so to have somebody in the group that knows what that feels like is so fucking awesome. So yeah, if you, dude, that would be a blessing to our group if you were there. That would be a blessing. And then you get to come to the camp out again. Uh, I I wish I was able to go last year. I mean, poor plannings, other stuff coming out. But, I mean, oh. if I if I look yeah. out, yeah. I'll let you guys know definitely. For sure. What's, what are you going to say? Oh, before he leaves, do you got any of that swag here? Which swag? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. definitely got yeah. that here. Nice. I got so, You got a couple things you're going to get before you leave this house. Just so you know. One's a hug. Two's a handy. <laughs> Three's a foot rub <laughs> With Ike's Theragun. Yeah. No. With the bullet ain't with it, the bullet attachment. No, no, no. The, the finger attachment. <laughs> the feather attachment. The no. Feather attachment. Ooh, I don't have that one. No. So obviously, where did you get that? <laughs> Jesus. So, anyways, going back. So yeah, you were you obviously had a little uh, stint at the club. By little it was super impactful and we miss you. Um, but hey, life goes on and careers advance and, and education. So you you went to school after that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so I attended Madison College or MATC, um, got my associates in criminal justice law enforcement. Uh, finished With the goal up. of being a, a PD? I, yep, I wanted to be law enforcement. That was my goal is to be a patrol deputy. I wanted to work for a county, and at that time I was interning with Sauk County, I uh, did a lot of ride-alongs when I started my work at the casino as a security officer and uh, when I became a shift supervisor shortly after that, I was just doing ride-alongs constantly. Yeah, I got a couple of great, great friends that work for the sheriff's office and I finished school. It would have been the spring of COVID, spring of yeah. 2020. We didn't have a graduation or anything. They pretty much said, here, here's your, uh, your uh, little certificate, certificate yeah. and called it good and then uh now go get some chinese food <laughs> <laughs> so i stayed at the casino all the way until last year may is when i left i went and worked for dodge county sheriff's office in the jail um really wanted to because me living in columbus i Lived on the outskirts, couldn't work in Sauk County. I would have probably drove if they would have waived that requirement, mm. but Dodge County was close. It was like 20 minutes. So sure. uh went and worked there, was a correctional officer, worked in the jail. What was that like working in the jail? I liked it. I yeah. loved it. I didn't, the reasons why I left that job wasn't because of the job. I mean, with me, I consider myself a sociable person and I can talk to people. Mm-hmm. If you don't have those skills in the jail, you're kind of in for, uh, a world of hurt because you're dealing with especially there we had um ice inmates we had u.s marshals that were Mm -hmm. pending big weapons trafficking drug trafficking human trafficking wherever and it's pretty much a holding facility for us before they get sent out to prison for their long stays so i got i met a lot of people through that a lot of different backgrounds of people that are incarcerated and 
it's weird. It's just like you meet doctors, you meet pharmacists, you meet teachers, you meet the mechanic that works on your car. It's just, it was, it's weird because you don't think about it while you're working there. Mm-hmm. It's more when I left, I'm like, man. That like, could have been like like they're just doctor. regular fucking yeah. dudes. Yeah, yeah. They could just, have been Kyle. They made some bad bad decisions on stuff. Yeah, yeah. So when you're like when you're in there and you're talking to these guys and were they was it all men? I'm assuming or yeah, was it men we, and women? We had uh, male and females. Well, hook him up with a little bit of that spring bank too. Um. So when you're in there and you're and you're talking to them, do they want to like tell you your their story? Is it like a big piece of their process? Like do they want to tell you like why they're in there? Or uh, I think it all depends on what they're in for. He can, he, I, w- I was just making sure he liked it. He can have more. Okay, I'm gonna say you can fucking give him a little baby. Look at the pour you gave yourself. I That's because I just want to taste it. It's fucking delicious, bro. I know, but again, I'm not a fucking Scotch That's guy. That's good. Isn't that fucking yeah. good, bro? That's good. That's like. That's solid. That's this is some nice, nice, nice scotch. Don't what? Okay, what's the face? Just tasting it. <laughs> you fucking don't like it. Where's my water? <laughs> You're such a pansy. No, I is love this water. That is, it's it's soda water, but you can have it. Yeah, it's all good. Um, but yeah. So going back to your question, yeah, some people will share what their story is, but you know. Their story is completely different from what they're telling you because, I mean, most of the time, I think maybe there was one time the whole time I worked there that I looked into an investigation or like a newspaper clipping or something. And that was only because he was requesting it because he was trying to file something through the appeals courts where I was like, yeah, I looked this up and I read through it and it was like, no, that's pretty, like, cut and dry. Like, I don't know <laughs> if you're getting around that. But, huh. yeah, it all depends on what they're in there for. Sure. Sure. Was there ever a point? Did you <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, uh, I don't know if it's after our our Saturday together or what, but that's just not sitting well. You mean the Saturday? You mean the concert? Yeah. That was all bourbon. I know. That's why I'm, I just don't know. Oh, is, is the other, is the bourbon sitting well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We had a, we had a little bit of a wild night. I saw the snap, your snap. Someone's your on snap Snapchat, story. it's not me. We had a good time. That looked like a good time. Yeah. Fuck yeah, we had fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. What like what was the attracting factor to go into law enforcement? Uh, I think I the biggest thing is that I wanted to directly impact people's lives and help people. I think that was one thing that I what? held on to with the club. Yeah. And I always thought like I always thought of law enforcement or EMS. Like yeah. when I was in high school, I did an independent study with actually Baraboo Ambulance and I rode with them for my a whole semester and I thought that's what I wanted to do, but I kind of got psyched out by who was running that and told me that it was super hard and I kind of just got in my own head and was like, yeah, I can't do that. And I'm not that smart sucks. enough to do that. But yeah, law enforcement, I don't know. I just I Helping people I like as, a, as an officer. Yeah. Yeah. When you were little, was that like when you grew up, were you that kid like was going to stick up for people that were being bullied and shit like that? Or like what was your process when you were little? Uh, I wouldn't say that because I would say that I was probably a bully when I was a kid. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, I had, I probably, I wouldn't say I mistreated people when I was younger, but I definitely probably turned the cold shoulder to people that 
I probably had no reason to. And I think part of that too goes back to I was I was a jock. I was an athlete. I was a tri-sport athlete all the way my whole life. So I kind of hung out with the older kids and kind of got that big head and mm-hmm. probably you know, I think there's a thing like if you if you're not bullied yourself, there's always a one point in time where like you test the waters, I think. Oh yeah. You know, you're kind of a douchebag to somebody else. Oh yeah, I think everybody has a douchebag moment, especially in high school. And it's like, I remember when I grew up in high school, I was I was always a fat kid, so I got bullied all the time. And when I got to a point in high school when I was bigger than everybody, you know, and I wasn't like the picked on kid anymore because I was playing sports and and I had friends that were like the fucking quarterback and shit like that, and they didn't pick on me anymore. Well, then it was just like they'd pick on somebody else, and it's like, well, I didn't want to be fucking seen as not one of them, you know, and so they're yeah. fucking not very nice to some kid. And it's just like, well, that wasn't fucking, you know, but I think you're right. A hundred percent. Like there's a, there's a, there's a point, mm-hmm. you know, where you, where you experience kind of both sides of it. If you, if you do get out of the being bullied situation. Right. You know, but. But I, I had friends in all sorts of groups. I had people that were in band. I had the art, artsy people. So I had friends in all areas, I would say, but like I said, I think some of that stuff, especially with my own class, like freshmen, because freshman year I got moved up to varsity for football. Mm-hmm. So automatically that goes to my head where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm practicing with these guys. I get to know these guys hanging mm-hmm. out with the older crowd. and Juniors and seniors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you should have played hockey in a small town where they only got a varsity team. <laughs> <laughs> you don't matter. <laughs> Can you skate? You're in. <laughs> Even if you can't skate, <laughs> you want to play? Yeah. We'll put you on the bench. We need a backup. It's it's a it's a fucking high school is so fucking hard. And and looking at the way it is now with with how social media follows these kids and everything else, we kind of had it a little easier, you know, in the sense that like you walked in the door, you knew who you were, you knew what people said about you because it was all right in front of you, you know. And then now nowadays it's like you don't know shit, you know. And so it's like. Uh, um, yeah, it's being picked on before was like you could always get away from it. You know, you they look at these signs that are out in people's yards now, these be kind signs about this this kid who took his life. And, and not to get all fucking sad and morbid and shit, like, but it's the truth. Like, I remember being that kid that got fucking picked on relentlessly when I was young. And, uh, but it was like I could always get away, you know? And so it was like I can... For me, looking back at those times when I got picked on, it it makes me want to be better now and be a better example for young men now mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. than like the kids that picked on me, you know. And it's just like I, when I so when I see one of those kids, it's one of those kids that picks on people. I want to just I don't want to fucking yell at them. I don't want to be a dick to them. I want to pull them aside and say, "What the fuck is going on?" Mm-hmm. You know. And it's like, I would imagine as a police officer, you get opportunities to see those fucking people and you're like, hey, come here. Let's just fucking talk about this for a second because this isn't what you want to do. I mean, do you, were you running into situations where you can connect with people that way and on a different level than just like fucking being the man? Oh yeah. I mean, in that, in that jail setting, there's a lot of people that I feel like if people know that they're going away for a long time, they are going to try to create a name for themselves at wherever they're staying. Mm-hmm. So we would have people there that would act out because they would first think it was funny. So they try to be like the class clown of their section 
Or you would have the people that would just talk big and bad to you or threaten you or do whatever. But, you know, it's just all talk. You get them in a one-on-one situation, they're a completely different person. And that just shows, like, the social aspect of what the jail setting is. And I never really – I mean, you always hear about that. Like, people are hard in jail, da-da-da-da. Most of the time, I maybe had two people where I'm like, man – I do not want to get fucked up by this guy because this guy would, like, possibly kill me. Really? But the rest of them are, yeah, they act hard, but then once you talk to them, they're just chill. chill. Hmm. Interesting. It's a fucking psychology, right? It's all about. I guess, yeah. It's all about that fucking posturing and, and you know, and I would, fuck, if I went to fucking jail, I would want to, like, come off like the most badass motherfucker yeah, I possibly what's, could. What's the movie where he, the guy goes, it's like a, maybe it's a superhero movie, goes, you're not in here, or I'm not in here with you. You're in here with me. What movie is that, Logan? He flips shit in the jail, and he's like, "You talking about shot collar or shot shot? Yeah, shot collar." No, I've never even seen that movie. Okay, shot collar is a good movie. It's some movie <clears throat> where the guy who's in jail, like, oh, it's um, weird superhero movie. Guy with a Rorschach. Rorschach is that what it is? I Watchmen. Oh, Watchmen. Watchmen. Oh. I haven't seen that. And he's like, time. he's like in jail and he flips out and he goes, you think I'm in here with you? You're in here with me. And then he beats the fucking piss out of that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I don't think I've seen that one. Watchmen? Fucking steel trap over there. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. It, yeah. They came up it's with one a of those series, like, didn't they, with <clears throat> Watchmen? I think there is a series. There too. might be. The movie's like kind of like a noir-y kind of okay. weird. That's, that's, that's the way the series is too, yeah. 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 Long yeah. movie. There's a good scene in it though. Like, you'd appreciate it. Oh, yeah? What scene is that? Is it like a Shawshank Redemption scene? <laughs> it's like a 365-day scene. Andy, yes. Andy, and a weird submarine thing. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the fucking new Marilyn Monroe fucking movie is like soft porn. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I saw that it's got a... Cause there's NC-17 rating. Yeah. Yes. I was... <laughs> Michael Zolper was over here for the football game yesterday, and we're sitting around talking, and... One of the guys brought this Marilyn Monroe movie, and he's like, yeah, my daughters kept on telling me they wanted to watch this Marilyn movie. And we put it on like 10 minutes, and he's like, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I am not watching this movie with you. This is not happening. <laughs> he said it was fucking crazy. Yeah? Yeah. I'm, crazy. Netflix is going out, getting out there. Have you man. gone to part two yet? <laughs> it keeps <laughs> popping up on the suggested list. Last episode, I was saying there's a movie on Netflix. It was like 365 days, something, and it's about... The description was this jacked, tattooed guy, and it was supposed to be with this. Which was it Italian? Sic- <laughs> what was the what was the country? I don't know. Sicily or Sic- Sicilian mob boss, right? Who captures this woman and blah blah blah. So I'm thinking, oh, it's a mob movie. The picture makes me think it's going to be like shoot 'em up with good looking women at the same time. Well, it turns into a romance that's just porn, <laughs> basically. Ike read a deeper description on I don't know IMDb, yeah. and. Uh, it's 365 days. The title is because that's how long this woman has to fall in love with this dude where they just fuck the whole time. <laughs> so he was riveted the entire movie. So I watched the whole one, but then it turns out there's two more fucking movies in the series and it keeps popping up on my recommended list on Netflix and it won't go away. Damn it. Add, add it to my list. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Add. Check. Done. It's on my list already. You watched the whole fucking thing, bro. <laughs> Subtitles and everything. Yeah. Reddit. 
You even read it? Holy shit. I was waiting for the good plot of Mafia, my boss. Yeah, you were waiting for the next sex scene is what you were waiting for. You didn't have to wait long. That's what I'm trying to tell you, Ike. It was the equivalent of, oh, I'm here with your pizza. What's that? Your printer's broken too? Let me fix that. Oh, that's fucking like that. That's the intro to every fucking old porn movie that ever existed. My uncle had one of them big fucking 12-foot satellite dishes. He was always like a plumber or some shit. He fucking walks in. He's like, he's got a plunger in his hands. I'm here to fix your pipes. And she's like, oh, really? It's my husband's gone. Next thing you know, fucking whiz, what happens yeah, next? Yeah, we had, uh, yeah, it was just like, yeah, it was the best. <laughs> 12 years old with a satellite dish in my uncle's house. <clears throat> Nothing better Atta than boy. that. Yeah. Let's go back to his story. <laughs> Aside from porn, um, <laughs> okay, so we had my, my buddy Ben was on here the other day and he. He's like, he's like, yeah, he says, so I understand you guys muse a lot. <laughs> and, and so we fucking go off on these tangents. He's like, oh, more musings. <laughs> he was so fucking annoyed. <laughs> the fact that we would just run in the other direction for 20 minutes and, and come back to his story. So there's nothing wrong with that. That's what makes it the, a podcast experience, though. Yeah, I think it should just be called like Con Like with ADD, <laughs> ADHD, and ADD. It's it's hard because I I think that's some of the best podcasting that you hear though like oh, people's yeah. stories or it branches well, yeah. off into something completely different. It's relatable. Like, it's yeah. relatable. Yeah, yeah, it's real. relatable. Yeah. And we said from the outset we're just here to bullshit and basically it's an excuse to hang out. Yeah, we so. gotta hang out. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, we gotta the hang end of out. The day. Yeah. So. Literally, so nowadays it's at the end of the day. Literally, literally with drinks. Count it. Literally. So you left the jail. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I left the jail. I was actually at Jail Academy at Fox Valley Tech in Appleton for five weeks. I think it was October of last year. And that was when my old director from the casino had reached out to me and said that he was leaving and that he thought that I would be a good fit. So I was like, ah, I don't know. At that point, I, I enjoyed working at the jail. I was at training and they spent money for me to go to mm -hmm. academy because it's i mean it's quite a bit of money to get certified and stuff for a correctional officer so but the more and more when i was coming back i mean there's a lot of stuff happening at the jail and the county itself and i mean politics play yeah. into it. politics yeah. is a big thing and at that point there's a ton of mass exodus of people and staff from the jail so i was kind of getting fucked on overtime yeah so like i remember when I got that back i was working like 12s i was working 16s holy like back shit to back yeah, they can't be safe insane. they can't be safe having 16 hours a day in the fucking jail you'd think like some point in time it's like a truck driver working 16 hours a day you got you got a fucking important job to do and other people's lives are yeah. in your hands well do yeah. you like shift out of locations like at my son's swim lessons there's a lifeguard and they switch like every 20 minutes uh at our jail we didn't so like you were assigned a pod so like if you were a pod officer say pod a which is general population you were there for your whole shift mm. so like do you just fucking walk around what do you do during that so usually you would have one other person with you so if you're the pod officer you're pretty much there logging any events uh you would have your tours that you had to do um depending on what you had so if you had every hour there's or every 55 minutes you're out hitting buttons. There's buttons on the door that you log on this pipe to show that you're making your checks 
Um, and then so you're checking like to make sure people in their cells. What are you checking for? Yep. So there's like day room time. So it's all different. So at that point we were going through, I think we were out of COVID stuff or maybe there was some still. Cause we had like a medical general pop at that time. I think when I left was still like the COVID pod. So mm. if you had COVID, you would get locked down in a certain section. So it'd be like a one and each one wouldn't have like six different sections. So like a six was, uh, the female general population and a seven would be like general housing. So people would be able to come out of their rooms and they wouldn't be in like the traditional cell setup. It would be kind of like their own little room and it had like a door on it. But yeah, you're looking to see how people are doing, looking inside their cells, making sure stuff's clean, stuff like that. Did you ever so, find like fucking contraband and shit in people's cells? We actually, um, were locked down for a while because there was contraband found in the jail. Like what kind of contraband? Um, cell phone. Okay. And I think tobacco, cigarettes, stuff like that. You find all sorts of stuff. Like uh, one of the things we found was a, I forgot what the name of it is, but it's pretty much to heat up food. It's like a end of a wire that they plug in and it heats up really fast and they put it in like their bowls that will keep their... They'll keep water warm. Mm. They'll cook their ramen noodles in it because they don't have a microwave or anything like that. Right. So we found stuff like that. Huh. But we would do, like, searches every shift. So the beginning of the shift, you would go in and search everybody's cell that you're in as a security check, kind of. So There was a guy I went to. When I was living in L.A., he lived in the same apartment complex as my buddy Peter did. And he was a, a corrections officer for, like, 30 years, and he was retired. Um, and he was pretty young. He was, like... I don't know, not even 50 yet, I don't think. He started when he was super young. And uh, he said that they would do these searches. And uh, where he was at, like, they could have fucking pop can, like six packs of Coke and shit in their rooms and all this shit. And he said uh, they'd go through and go through people's rooms. And uh, he said he'd pick up a six pack and he'd shake it. Because every once in a while, there'd be a can that didn't seem quite right. And he pulled this fucking can out of a six pack and they made it so it had a screw top on it. And he'd pull it out, and there was a tattoo gun inside the fucking pop can. Mm -hmm. And he said it was all insulated with shit that they took out of the wood shop or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he said these guys were fucking, like, engineers and geniuses when it came to hiding shit. Yeah, it's crazy of stuff that can be constructed or, like, um, we've had people... Uh, they're food creations, man. Like, cause they get commissary. So they order off these sheets and then once a week they can get hot food. They can get commissary idols. So like ramen noodles, stuff like that. And the stuff that they create out of it, I'm like, I'll be doing my rounds and smell something. I'm like, man, I kind of want to try that. Like, that <laughs> pretty good. I want to eat that's some that's jalapeno smashed up Cheetos with some like cookies or something. I don't know. What? Like, Holy shit. But it's crazy. Like, you we gotta get, you gotta get inventive though, right? I guess, yeah. Well, a lot of that, and but I mean, there too. I mean, they had, uh, I mean, hot food once a week, so it was like they could order. You get like chicken wings mm. and like burgers and stuff like that. And the commissary list was crazy too. Like you could get books. You can do. There was so much stuff there where I was like, you're kind of at home, mm. like, and then they started offering tablets. So then, like, they had tablet time. So they had, like, FaceTiming where they could pay per minute or however it was, and it was build their account. 
So instead of doing in-person visits at the jail, they could just FaceTime somebody off a tablet. They yeah. could listen to music. They could watch movies. They could all that stuff. Like, it was something that was implemented <clears throat> towards Pay the to end play. of when I was there. But, like, Sauk County has it now. It's, like, one of the biggest things where they can order commissary off it. They can do a bunch of their um, grievance slips against uh, a jailer. can all be filled out online and submitted online, so there's really no paper. Do you have any grievance slips filed against you? No. I was a nice guy. I believe I, it. I, there's I believe a, it. I think there was only really two arguments I ever got into. One guy did say that he was grieved against me, but never did. Oh, he said he was gonna? Yeah. And it was all over something stupid like I wouldn't leave the TV on during lockdown. <laughs> and it would be like a Sunday, so they'd be watching football and mm-hmm. they'd get pissed because they wouldn't be able to watch the Packers. Mm-hmm. But most of the time I would leave the TVs on anyway because it's less, they're not bitching at me. They're not ringing their intercoms and I'm answering intercom every two minutes. Because if, if they the were game. cool, yeah, if they were cool, I just let it be. Yeah. But, I mean, people take advantage of that too right. or they expect that. Because right. I think that's the issue I had is that I did it so often. So they were kind of like, oh, little George is on pod. We're good. And then I'll shut them off. And then you just don't get that respect. Right. So do you ever fucking just like shut them off just so they fucking know that you're still the man? Maybe once or twice. A couple times. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe once or twice. A couple times that I was probably not in a good mood or dealing with something on the pod and I'd be like, yeah, fuck this. I'm not not doing this today. There's got to be a fucking level though where you got to, they still got to know. I mean, like obviously being a parent is different than fucking, but it's sometimes it seems like it's the same thing where it's like, you want to be nice to your fucking kids, but at the same point in time, it eventually they they got to be put in check. You know, they got to fucking know yeah. that they're still, you're still the fucking man. You know, you're the one that they fucking have to reach to if they need shit. And it's just like, if they get to the point where they expect it, like you said, then they get fucking, they get unruly, you know? And it's just like, I know like fucking hey man. Sometimes with my kids, there'd be like, I'd be really nice to them for a while. And then all of a sudden it's like. It's like, well, you did this last week and the week before. Why can't you do it now? And it's like, then they throw a big fucking tantrum and they turn it into a fucking big argument. And so I imagine it's got to be somewhat similar oh, to that. It's identical to that. So you fucking the- just deal with children. You're, you're going to be a perfect father, man. You know what's up already. Family planning. <laughs> That's right. See? He's, he's ready. Yeah. He's ready right now. So we'll, uh, I'm going to keep bringing it back. Come on. I'm going to bring us in. What took you back to Ho-Chunk then? Uh... Again, scheduling and stuff like that. And I think at that time, I I tried it, and then I didn't think I was getting anywhere to go to patrol at Dodge because they kept on having people leave. So I would like, because when I had first signed up to go there, it was more of a like, hey, yeah, this is a an opportunity that you would have. But the more and more that I was there, I think that opportunity was going away because they were losing so many people. So I felt like it was just going to be drug on, and I would never be able to make it out to the road or get sent to. You were to yeah. Academy. They needed people doing what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was leaving, so you kind of felt like maybe you were just going to get stuck there. Yeah, yeah, that's and, legit. and I didn't want that, and because I had aspirations to go to the road, and I was working out. What does that mean? Go to the road. So be on the road, be a patrol deputy out on the road, or a police officer oh, out on okay. the road. Nice, but. The more and more that I think about it, I don't think that was going to happen. And we actually had some admin there, too, that were, like, my sergeants. That yeah. yeah. He was kind of battling the same thing. So when he ended up leaving, and then I just decided I'll throw my app in. And I didn't – I honestly didn't think that I was going to get hired 
back at Ho-Chunk because usually people that are in those positions, director positions, are older. Sure. It's a good job. They don't leave. Yep. So I was like, I'll throw my throw my app in and see where it goes. And I almost didn't even get interviewed because our HR department fucked up a bunch Hates of you. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they, they do. They, they do they now. Do? I, could, I could tell you that now, yeah. Well, why, why would your eight? Mm. I'm but outspoken. That's uh, I think a lot of people do. You don't like want to bring that. change to shit? Yeah, yeah. You can't bring change to the institution. Oh, that's, trouble man, that's troublemaker, banging your head against the wall. But that's like some of the things like I think of of why I left in the first place, and it sucks because some of the stuff is still the same. Politics. You can only do so. Yeah, you can only do so much. Mm-hmm. But I eventually ended up getting interviewed. I got picked. And then, yeah, so I've been back since January 24th was my first yeah. day. So what does your job entail? What, like, what is it? What does a director do? <clears throat> so I'm the security director. Uh, I overlook the security department, which is about 70 employees. Uh, I also overlook our transportation department, which is our valet, which is not open right now because of COVID. And then our shuttles, which we're operating with just two drivers right now. And then I also overlook safety, so all of our OSHA regulations, um, safety audits, stuff like that, and risk management. So all the workman's comp claims, investigations that get done, uh, Damn, guest bro. complaints. Yeah, that's a big. That's, that's a, a big fucking that's job. A fucking that's a suitcase <clears throat> full of shit you got to carry every single day. It definitely keeps me busy. I was like, well, you like it? Oh yeah. yeah. I was seeing you like in that in that big office. In the fucking uh, movies, when you see those guys like taking casinos for all their money, and you see all the fucking TVs, and you're like that yeah, motherfucker right there. Watch him. Well, camera seven, for camera seven. Are you that guy? Or are you up there I, doing I, that shit? I'm not that guy. Oh. I'm usually dealing with the, the complaints on the phone or reading reports or mm. I'm I do a lot of big picture stuff. So policies and procedures. Uh, I rolled out body cams for our officers, so our officers have body cams. I'm working on license plate readers for our facility. Working on getting us new vehicles. So uh, license plate readers, is that, what is that? What's the point of those? What it, what? So license plate readers, ours that we're going to get, are going to be tied into the local law enforcement. So if they put a bolo or oh, be on sure. the lookout or something like that, um, stolen vehicles, whatever, these cameras read the license plate and the, it can take the make, model, if there's bumper stickers on it, if there's damage to the car, whatever, and it'll send an alert to us and it'll send an alert to law enforcement saying, hey, this car 30 seconds ago was on this property. Mm. So you're seeing those kind of all over. I think Columbia County is real big on it because when you go on the bridge going towards Portage across the river, there's two facing opposite ways. Really? Yep. And Cottage Grove, I think. Fuck, I'm going to avoid that road. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of knowledge being dropped right now on this podcast for criminals to avoid places. Cottage Grove has got a ton. They've recovered a ton of stolen vehicles, like out wow. of Chicago. Do people go to the casino, like, to dump things? Like uh, we, we get a lot of shit bags. A lot of stuff ends with us. Like, yeah, they'll commit yeah. crimes elsewhere, and then they end up at our facility. Or try and run to, run to the casino to launder the money or some yep. shit like that. We deal with a lot of, not so much right now, but definitely once winter gets here, drugs. Drugs is probably the biggest thing that we deal with. Like like, uh, like my capacity. grandma's drugs. Yeah. She probably comes there and like, shoots I'm up. old. <laughs> Where's the bingo? <laughs> <laughs> I need to take my heart medicine. 
That's, I think that's. I a, have a prescription. That's exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> I know, his grandma's heart medicine. Do you still do the the uh, extra stuff, the card videos? Hey, wait, I'm going to bring us back here. Let's let's dial it back a little bit. No, You're kind of going off on some tangent. Uh, I'm curious <laughs> to answer that real quick. Yes. All right, we'll uh, talk about it in a minute. Yeah. No, tackle. No, no. I'm, no, I'm bring him back. You. What do you got? I got nothing to bring him back. Oh, because you don't bring people back. I know I don't. So a long time ago, we had talked about people opening up packs of sports cards, making a video. like Oh, yeah, on Twitch and stuff. On Twitch and YouTube and shit. This man does that shit. He did. You still do? I still do, yeah. Talk me through it, brother. How's it going? (laughs) Uh, I haven't uploaded in a while because product, as you guys all know, like supply chain. Is it super limited? Well, it's just expensive. Oh. Super so, fucking expensive. Like football. So I mainly collect hockey and football cards when I started to get into it. So back when I started, I was doing hockey boxes. And mm-hmm. the most expensive NHL box you would get it was like $400. And that's like top-end, high-end product. Football was the same way. It was probably closer to seven or $800. Now you try to get that product, say, uh, Panini Prism or Optic, you're looking at $1,500 to $2,500 for, for a box. box. Jesus. And NHL product, I mean, has gone up. It's still three, dollars $400 for, like, in-between product, high-end. For, like, Actually, a new pack, up, though, right? You know, for a new, like, sealed hobby box. Okay. Not just the packs, but, yeah. like... The high high end hockey product that I opened last year, I paid twelve hundred dollars for the box, and you get seven six cards. What? Yeah, six cards. Yeah, for he's 12. he's into like the the shit that's the highest of the high. Okay, see, so do you do the thing where you um, auction them off before you start opening them? No, I don't break. You don't break. Nope, I make my videos simply for my own to share with people. Like okay. I kind of share my thoughts on the product. Like, I'll go over the overview of what's included, mm-hmm. like most bang for your buck stuff like that. But I definitely, I know Haley's not a fan of it, spending no. that much money on stuff like that. And I'm kind of more choosy on what I pick. Sure. Now, well, so, yeah, for sure at those prices. Yeah. Yeah, twelve hundred so bucks. But you, I mean, if you had a good card, you might sell the card or something like that, right? Yeah, I've sold. I mean, you're talking about breaks, mm-hmm. so I've got into some breaks before, and there's a couple guys from Wisconsin that run them. I don't and know what a break is. As you so me. a break would be like you would pay X amount of money per team or a random team. So like, say a person buys three hobby boxes, which means there's multiple packs inside that box. Okay. You pay for the team that you want, and it'll be like a solid price. So, like, oh, so if uh, I wanted a Sid t- card, I'd buy. Yeah. The so, if you wanted the Penguins, it would be like 150 bucks, and you paid that, and then you would get all the Penguins oh, cards that were gotcha. pulled in that product. Yeah. Okay. But the funny thing is, is that <laughs> there's this guy. I think he lives down by Milwaukee. Opened up a box. I got into this product. It's super expensive. It's a high-end NFL product. And I'm like, I'm not going to buy this myself because it's like $2,000 for a box of cards. So I was like, I'll get in some breaks, see if I get anything. This guy was only opening like one box of it, and he was charging like 25 bucks for a random team for this. I was like, okay, I'll just throw some money into it. I ended up hitting a Tom Brady 
like black and gold Super Bowl card that was out of 10, numbered out of 10. And I sold that. I bought the spot for like $22 and yeah. I sold that for like 1500 bucks. Did you Holy even see the card or shit. did you sell yeah. it before that? No, nope, he sent it to me. I checked it over, see if there's any damage, no damage, put it up on eBay. Somebody bought it like within an hour. So on a card like that, if you're the guy who does the break, can you like be like, dude, get that in a fucking case? Yeah. Usually they'll know like if it's something big, they'll oh, put yeah. it in a one touch. Okay. So it's magnetic. It's oh, not a regular okay. top loader, plastic sleeve. <clears throat> But they'll put it. They'll they'll know. So when you damn when you put that on eBay, because like um you know if you've ever been you've been to Bullfrog downtown. Mm-mm. So he's a, it's the only fucking card store in the area. Um, he's a buddy of mine. He used to be my neighbor. Um, and uh, I'll go through there every once in a while. I'll just go in and buy. I'll spend a hundred bucks. Just fucking buy a box of cards just for fun. And uh, um, and he used to do breaks a lot. And he would um, he would take them and. And so I had some cards, and he's like, well, if they're not fucking PSA, mm-hmm. he says, well, then they're not valuable because you got to be. So in a sense, for your Tom Brady card, it's just like. that. What if, I exp- if I would have got that, if I would have sent out the PSA and it graded a 10, that's probably $10,000. What? How much does it cost to do that? It's expensive because it goes expensive. by the value of yeah. the card. So, it's, like, uh-huh. if you put it in, you have to guess, like. If it's oh, yeah, worth it or not. Yeah, like if this is good enough, but if you undervalue your card and PSA, because they'll look up how much the card is worth and then they'll charge you a fee on top of it. Like, oh, for us to give you this grade, it's $500. So, so it's like You stupid. better be fucking sure. Yeah. You know, because like, you know, it used to be you could fucking send it in and you get it graded for five or 10 bucks or whatever. And now it's like, you know, I've got, a, I've got I don't know, I don't know how, 200 cards downstairs that I think are valuable, but they're not valuable enough to send them into PSA to grade them. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like... And they only- had such a backlog, too, where it was taking, like, a year to get your cards back. Really? Yeah, and it all... Because they have different values of, like, economy level where it's, like, 10 bucks a card, but it's the turnaround time is, like... Forever. Eight months, yeah. 10 months, 12 months. And I think they've cleared that up, but... Just the idea of sending my card somewhere. Because I, I like I have a Twitter for my YouTube for this channel. And I see so many stories of like people getting their bubble wrappers like cut open and the cards taken out and replaced with something else. And I would lose my shit if something like that happened. Because I've, I've probably sold maybe a couple thousand dollars worth of cards that I've pulled. And it's usually the stuff that I keep is the stuff that I like. Teams that I care about or people that I think are going to be really, really good in the future. Like, I'm not a Tom Brady fan, so I just let that let that go. Yeah, you and everybody else. (laughs) Mac Jones, I pulled a Mac Jones uh, autograph, and I sold that for like 850 bucks. Damn. So, do you still do uh, Twitch? Twitch. I'm. the funny thing is, is that I just set my stuff up again. Oh, yeah. Really? I'm thinking about coming back. Oh, chisel my nizzle. <laughs> yes. Can't oh, say chisel. that anymore. No, it's his fucking <laughs> Twitch name. I can say it. What, what is it? It's just Ho Chisel oh. now. But my first. <laughs> it's the reason to be Ho Chisel. <laughs> Ho Chisel my nizzle was my uh, my first Twitch. Chis Nation. That was when, back in the day. I was partnered with EA Sports. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that. You were playing NHL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. those days, man. Yeah. 
NHL, man, when the Avs won the cup this year, I didn't text you, but I texted my buddy back from the day, and I'm like, I don't know what it is, but I needed this right now. It feels like good old days with the Avs winning a fucking cup again, baby. They're set for the future, too. That's I hope like, so, that's man. That's the crazy thing. Is like that was my cup, OG team. So their cup window is not going to close Go Go, a, go Avs. Go Avs, man. My basement know. is lined with Avs shit. I got a fucking Ray Bork jersey framed with the fucking magazine cover of when he won the cup for the first and only time with the Avs with a fucking thing. I've got all the little miniature bobblehead dudes. I've got the Avs stuff. And then I've got the random Sid the Kid jersey. Mm-hmm. I, I I have no idea who the fucking Avs are. Colorado <laughs> Avalanche. They used to be the Quebec Nordiques. This is I like, want a Nordiques jersey. This is what it's like when I first started talking to, about whiskey to him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just like, you sit back and relax. <laughs> I was just like... Cool. You, I'm super pumped for you, yeah. bro. So, Logan's a Pens fan, Penguins. Yeah, I, I picked up on that. And uh, so they kind of sucked this year. Nah, that didn't I suck. I wouldn't say suck. They're just old. Yeah, they're, they're getting older. They're just... So, I was super pumped when the Avs won it. Nice. Full disclosure. It's, don't hide that shit. <laughs> I was hiding it. I got to say, I don't think I've, I've only been into your back door. <laughs> that did not sound right. <laughs> oh my god! And it was tight. I'm telling you, that was a fresh back. The first door. and only time. <laughs> no, Try I'm anything <laughs> once, or never, never doing that again. That's for sure. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, you haven't been to my house. No, I've been to your house like one time, and and you're like, we had to go inside really quick. And you're like, just just come in through the garage door, and I'm like, okay. So I, I walked in, there and that's when Sam looked at me. She's like, hey, why the fuck are you at my house? <laughs> yeah, and so that was the only time I've ever been in your house. Logan, the first time Logan came over to my house, we went to the basement, and he wasn't even drunk, and this fucker's laying on my carpet. <laughs> Going, it's so soft. <laughs> He's got the softest carpet, like really downstairs. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this just writes itself. <laughs> Kyle, you are you are a giver. I'm gonna tell you right now, man. <laughs> the softest carpet downstairs. Oh, fuck. My bait. Uh, I can't even say it. The basement of my house had new carpet in it, and Logan really liked it. That's like walking on pillows, man. It's, it's since been degraded by dogs kids. and kids and toys. Nice. <laughs> I, can't, I don't know where to I go from here. I can't, I can't wait to feel your carpet. <laughs> Is it trimmed? No. You still got it's the water shaky, It's waterlogged. Yeah. It's waterlogged. I'm pretty sure we must have moisture in our house. Our carpets are, um, they need to be stretched. Really? Yeah, they're like fucking folding. Oh, they're like wrinkly? Yeah. Oh, that's not good. So they got to be restretched. Sandwich wants to replace them. We were supposed to, when we bought the carpet, because we had to redo our house mm-hmm. right when we bought the house. And um, it was supposed to be some really nice carpet and blah, blah, blah. And, I don't know if they just installed it like trash or if it's actually pretty trash carpet. It, it's really nice, like soft when it's clean and, and, and whatever, but it like stretches so much. We've already had the rooms stretched once or twice at this really? point. Really? Yeah. 
That's so strange. I, yeah. So I don't know what it is. If it's the carpet or if there's moisture in the house. Well, do you have what? like a humidity gauge in your house? No. You should you should get one. Probably. Especially in your basement. Yeah. Yeah. Every basement should have a humidity gauge. Tip from tip from Mike Landman. We we I mean I have a dehumidifier that has a humidity gauge on it I guess in the utility room where there's no carpet right but that's like that, that's a very specific spot like if you want right. to get in your living area it's just like, a gauge yeah it's just a gauge it's got little fucking you can get digital ones or whatever but it'll measure the humidity in your in the room you're concerned about like you know your biggest concern is like mold and shit like that yeah. so it's like if you're if you feel like you might have a humidity issue that's probably a good idea sure yeah I well, may have to get one I don't I don't ever feel like there's I'm it's damp down there, mm-hmm. um, but just the carpet stretched mm. and folded. You might have some just fucking defective carpet. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. It might just be shit carpet because it's not just the ba- It's upstairs, too. The upstairs bedrooms did the same thing. Same carpet. Same carpet. Yeah. Same installer. So Yeah, you probably just got some shitty carpet. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. What it's soft. Mean? It's super it fucking soft. My my downstairs rug carpet. is super soft. <laughs> you have no idea the softness of his lower level carpet. Yeah. You and know what? Yeah. I, I don't know it. I have, well, you I've haven't all, felt I've it. I've only been invited the back door. I've never <laughs> been in by the front door. I got to clean up the back door. You don't want that hairy shit. <laughs> <laughs> this went so downhill so quick. Oh, man. What happened? I don't know, but we're at we're Are we are we at our marker? We are. Are we beyond our marker? No, we're perfect. One twenty four. We are perfect. One we're two. trying to do this at ninety minutes now instead of three and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. We want to be a well, do you want to I saw your fucking ad on Facebook. You put my up ad. a little not an ad, you put up a post. You you said we dropped our first podcast on yeah. on Studio A. It's not nice. We have a Studio A, a Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat. Oh, really? Yeah. But the Snapchat just says Ike Landman. I got to fix that. I don't know how to do that yet. Yeah, I don't know how to do that either. It, it's it's like, it's under my name, but it's it says Studio A on the handle. But when he sends out a snap, it says Ike Landman. Maybe it only sends it to you as Ike Landman. I've only sent you a snap, though, to be I fair. I don't know. Yeah, it's not like we do. He's, he ordered a canvas that's going to go right up above the, the sound panel. There. Yeah, it says Studio see A. see the logo? It's right here. Bro. Right underneath your glass, bro. I didn't even see your uh, panels. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I made those. They used to be in my office because it was just a concrete wall. It helped the space a lot. We did this to try and help too, and it makes a difference. I think. Yeah, it's a little more claustrophobic-y. Is it really? Yeah. I I'm like I don't even I don't even notice. I that. don't notice it right now. There's a slight part of me that wants it a little higher, but I'm not gonna make you do that because I saw you doing it the first oh, time. Oh, I'll fucking I'll I'll make it higher, bro. I don't even care. Can I Whatever take you need. You higher. You you tell me. No, let's leave it. I don't. I don't even notice it. Well, I mean, I see it, but it, I don't feel it. Yeah, I guess I feel it more. I feel it more when I'm walking in, and I'm way shorter than you. Yeah. So you if are. you don't have an issue with it, I'm good. I mean, I think the idea was to make this a booth. You know, basically, and, and, and I think we've done that. We have. I mean, we could definitely, if we could get away with one more over here, one more panel of gray that would stretch from where this one's mounted to that other panel. Yeah. That would be pretty. I think that would be nice because it would cover it would the really whole space. Really close it in. Yeah. yeah, but I like it. Yeah, I like it too. I think it feels really. What good. do you think, Logan? I like it. You guys got a nice setup here. Thanks, this man. is way better than any other streaming setups setups I've ever had. You guys went all out. Like I said, those panels. 
You yeah. know your sound control. That's the biggest thing. And <clears throat> from listening to your guys' podcast, that sounds crispy. Like, it's nice. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. So. Audio is fucking key. It really is. Yeah. I was thinking, so on our last podcast, we were talking about headphones and and what maybe a higher-end headphone would do. I wonder if it would just block more of the outside noise. Correct. Yeah, probably. You know, it wouldn't yeah. necessarily sound better in ear as far as just the talking part, because we're just talking. It's not music. But I wonder if it'd do more like noise canceling outside. It'd be better, l- less distractions from the right, outside. Right, 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 yeah. right. Which, you know, there's fucking nights when the fire engines are going and shit across the street. So that yeah. might be something we might look into. Yeah. Long term. Yeah. So. Yeah. Long term. All right. Well, I hey. think we should put some more money into whiskey before we do that. Yeah. We got a cabinet <laughs> coming. So, what? Yeah. We got to get a cabinet. We got to go get a whiskey cabinet. We got a lot to do in here. Yeah. Lots of stuff. Logan's got to come back regularly. Oh, he yeah. used to be a DJ, so we could probably outsource when we rent the space, and he could work the fucking this thing. Oh, okay. I bet you he would even know what those fucking buttons do. <laughs> probably would. <laughs> oh, that, that was almost the right one. That was the right one. No, How no, about no, the, no, no, no. That's his favorite. <laughs> that is my soul. That is my favorite. Oh. I, don't, I don't know why. It's really strange. <laughs> Shut up, Ike. <laughs> Dude, oh. Are you gonna fuck you? I see your finger, bitch. If you are you gonna are you gonna add the fucking bill outro to this? Oh, I don't know. You just said it. Maybe that's the way. We recorded like five ten minute conversation with somebody who didn't know we were recording, and it got real real quick. Oh yeah, it was awesome. He typically doesn't say much, and so it's we started bill. talking he knows about Bill because he's heard about him anyway. Yeah, yeah and we started saying. talking about some things that I don't know if he wants to be out there. Well, here's so, the, I don't so, know. We'll have to listen back on it. I don't know what it even well, says. When we did our podcast, the whiskey podcast at Bill's house, have you got to that one yet? I think I listened to the beginning of it, maybe the first 15 minutes. Okay. Cause that one, is that a longer one? Fuck yeah. 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 I had to cut out like four hours, three and a half hours of it. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a fucking train wreck, but it was an amazing train wreck. It's like you didn't want to look away. So um, he was fucking super quiet. Like the whole fucking time. And it's just like he'd like pop in with a laugh or a little line here. Yeah, but he didn't say too much. He really didn't. And so then when we sat in here before we were getting ready to go to the concert, we pregamed a little bit last Saturday night here. And uh, we're sitting down and he had first time sitting down, checking out the sound of the studio and we're talking. And and so we start talking about some fucking bullshit. And he and I noticed the red light was on. And I knew he he didn't know. <laughs> and so he's like saying some shit that he would not say if he knew the light was on. Yeah. And so then I'm like, I bet you he doesn't even know. After he said everything and he's just like, fuck you guys. <laughs> I think we need to put it in there. Even though. Maybe not this week because now you've pitched it. And I was going to put it in an episode where it's like after the outro music. And then just like, you know, the hidden CD kind of track. Yeah. I was just going to throw it in there on one of them. We're the, we're the new Marvel of podcasts. I know, right? Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah, Man, so just to take you back, Logan and I used to go to Sun Prairie all the time to Marvel movies. Sam's gotten super into Marvel movies. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. And uh, I don't know. We feel like we haven't done anything. And then, like, we have two things. Your thing, your and my things is podcast and whiskey. Yeah. Logan's thing and my thing is Marvel movies and Chinese food. All right. All right. Hey, that's what we got to have a thing, that's a man. Given. That's a given. Fucking given. Every time he texts me, you in town, you want to grab lunch? Yeah. The usual? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> 
So either way, both of us have a thing that when you do too much of it, you feel like shit. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yes. Basically. But this guy's an encyclopedia with Marvel. I think I've told you this before. The whole drive down to Sun Prairie, he has to explain to me what's happened before and what's going to happen. And then the whole drive back to Baraboo, he has to explain to me what the fuck just happened and what that actually means. <laughs> okay, True. so I got a couple questions for you, Marvel God. First off, what did you take from Thor, the fucking love and thunder shit? Awful movie. Awful First, that's movie. What, that's what Sam said, too. I haven't seen it. I thought it was a fun movie. I thought that it was by far out of... I just watched it, like, two weeks ago for the first time. I think it's the worst one that they've made really? so far. Okay, why is that? Uh, gore, the God Butcher, okay. is a badass in the comics. And I thought they were going to set him up to be, like, this... Kind of like not a Thanos, but like a person moving forward into all these other oh, movies that are okay. upcoming because they have Secret Wars and they have uh, the Kang Dynasty Avengers movie, like all this. And I thought he was going to be a big bad in that. And they didn't give him justice. Okay. And that was Christian Bale, right? Yep. Yeah, Christian yeah. Bale. I like Christian Bale too. I do, I too. do too. Yeah, me too. Great actor. He really and is. I thought the visual effects on the movie were really bad compared to mm. the other Marvel movies. Sam said it was basically just a comedy. Yeah. It really was. It was funny. Like the, it was like there was yeah. a lot of fucking laugh tracks. I mean, there was a lot of fun in the movie. Yeah. Fucking goats and all that shit that were in there. And I think that's probably what I liked about it at the time was just like I'm and I'm not like a super Marvel junkie. I like the movies a lot, but I don't get into the story cuz I didn't read the comics or anything. And so I appreciated that, like, my kid went and I, my kid and I went and watched it, and we laughed our asses off through half of the fucking movie. You know, but at the end... So were, so were they just trying to do a PG-13 version of Deadpool? Uh, uh, I wouldn't say uh, that. Yeah, I wouldn't say that, but no. I think it was more catered to the kid audience. And I always yeah. say that, like, when people bash, like, some of the humor and stuff. I was like, mm -hmm. these movies aren't made for me, a 29-year-old, 30-year-old male it's for it's supposed to be for kids like coming Is up that teaching them. or a 40 or yeah, a 40 something they're made for you a 40 something 29 yeah i'm old. such a fucking old. baby oh man God. jesus he's like he's like he's like a little kid what's that what's that feel like do you still have nice skin and everything yeah i got a nice soft Ooh. hand yeah he is pretty soft <laughs> Look you must you. use Dove. 29 <laughs> years old. 29 years young, Logan Little George. Damn. Plenty of time. Start coming to a gym, 9 p.m. Sundays, Tuesdays, Thursdays. <laughs> I would definitely go back to Pulse if I, if I come back to the... You should. See you there, brother. You should. I'll be there in the winter. I don't know if it's going to be 9 p.m., but I'll be You there said you were going to go twice a day. In the winter? Yeah, that's what I you told I me. I like to go twice a day. That's commitment. Count it. I would love it. I would love Count to go it. twice a day. Hey, in the, in the wintertime, I'm not doing... I already fucking noticed today, like, I was, like, uh, getting out of the shower, and it's like, motherfucker, because I haven't, like, in the fall, everything kind of slows down for me a little bit, and I'm not burning quite so many calories during the day, so I got to, like, watch my calorie intake moving in the winter, or, like, I'll just fucking... I'll put on 15 pounds like mm -hmm. that. And so it's like, oh, I got to keep that shit in check. Just checking it out in the fucking mirror and shit. It's like, oh, oh, there's a fucking spot. That's all right. I'm to the point where based on our weekend and then Sunday did not get better for me. I ate like trash. I felt like a piece of shit. Same. That's what I felt like today. I know. I, I woke was up like, this morning. I was like, you fucking piece of shit. I was like, God damn it. You two days of just being a douchebag, sucking at life, not getting ripped. 
Did you see? You should have seen the fucking spread I had here for the fucking Packer game. I had mini tacos. We had fucking bratwurst. We had hamburgers. We had caramel popcorn, kettle corn, cheese corn. Did you have $25 microwave popcorn? We didn't have any $25 microwave popcorn. <laughs> Fuck you. That was a good cause, bro. That was bro. totally good cause. He's fucking... Dish- he bought Boy Scout popcorn. Oh, yeah. yeah. Microwave popcorn. This fucking... Okay, so okay, here's... So I have I, a, no, I appreciate I it. I appreciate you I doing that. I have a code. That. I have a code. So if there's a little fucking kid working their ass off, trying to sell some shit, like being an entrepreneur... I'm going to fucking do something for it. You know, it's like if there's a like and I taught my kids this too. If you're driving down the street and there's a lemonade stand, you're fucking turning around. I don't care who you are, what time of day it is. You're going to go buy some lemonade from these little kids sitting on the fucking heat slinging shitty lemonade for 50 cents a cup. And you're going to give them a five spot and you're going to be like, keep it. And they're going to be like, oh, because it's, it's like you fucking want to reward that. You want to reward people being willing to suffer for fucking to do something, you know. So this little kid comes up to us. And he comes up and he's like, so you guys want to buy some popcorn? <laughs> and I'm I like, wasn't even that, man. What, what? His mom was like, honey, there's some potential customers. He goes, you guys popcorn? <laughs> what? You guys popcorn? That's what he said. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, I, I, <clears throat> he was also I trying to. into this whole yeah. other thing. You did, because he was also trying to do a handstand sideways off a wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where was this? It was true, true value in Reedsburg. Either way, this little fucking kid, like he, I'm like, I'll be back, little man. So then I came back out, and I'm like, what's your favorite? And he told me, so I bought it. Yeah, microwave I, popcorn. Now I got $25 worth of microwave popcorn. It probably cost me like six bucks at Costco. <laughs> yeah. Kyle's inflation. like. It, inflation. Oh, yeah. Well, he, fucking inflation. he went, we went in looking for Kimbers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They don't sell Kimbers. They don't sell them there. I was sad. So I want to get a Kimber 1911-45. Yeah, what are you packing nowadays? Did you ever get anything? Mm-hmm. Bro. I'm just starting to get back into finding my old hobbies. So I, I still have your just, 22. Yeah, I want. Did you did you sell it to him? No, I just gave. No, him. I oh. gave him. Okay, he, I I sold mine to him. <laughs> this guy's moving out of his house, and he goes, "Guy, I got this. Take this fucking spotting scope. These binoculars. Here's a gun." Like okay, <laughs> I didn't have room for it, so I was like, now I just kept the ones that I wanted to, or like, cause I have a seven millimeter for my hunting rifle, mm-hmm. and then I have my old bow, and I have my dad's Matthews that I'm using this year. Nice, nice. So I'm finally getting out into the woods again. This will be my first hunting season in like five years. Oh, yeah, but are you are you out hunting right now in bow season? Not right now, but I'm hoping to go out. Uh, maybe next weekend, depending okay. on weather. I usually don't go out until like the weekend before, before Halloween. Deer. Oh, okay. So it's cool. So it's cooling down a little bit more. Yep, for sure. Yeah. When does the rut really kick in? It all depends on temperature. Yeah. So there could be pre-early season, but lately, like it's been early before rifle season gets here. Yeah, it, it, it seems to be at. when it's, it gets fucking hot about two weeks before rifle season shows up. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's when you fucking those guys are out there in their bow stands with their crossbows. Last week was there's a couple mornings that would have been perfect if I was closer to Richland Center. I probably would have went down and hunted the mornings because it was like thirty eight degrees. Yeah, it was like fucking chilly. Perfect. This this weekend is gonna be clutch. Yeah, it's supposed to get down to twenty eight. Mm-hmm. 28 on Friday night. Interesting. I'm going to Lake Geneva this weekend. Yeah, what are so, you doing in Lake Geneva? Uh, Living his best life. 
Haley's got some friends that uh, we've been trying to do like a getaway every year. So like last year we went to Door County. This year we're going to Lake Geneva. Lake Geneva's clutch. That's a cool place. Lake Geneva. Yeah. I've seems never like been a pretty there. place. Never, never been, been to there. Lake Geneva? No. So Lake Geneva is where they used to have the old Playboy Cup Club, which is now Geneva Grand National. It's a golf course. Yep. So yeah, that used to be the, the old Playboy Club out there. Like I original, did not know yeah, that. yeah, that was the Playboy Club out there, and they got it's it's fucking awesome out there, man. I yeah, you do you play golf? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So they've got three courses out there: one designed by Nicholas, one designed by Gary Player, and one designed by Lee Trevino. And uh, um, I spent a weekend out there, and we played all three courses, and then we played a couple more in the area, and oh, fucking gorgeous, so beautiful out there, man. I've heard it's super nice, but super expensive. It is expensive. Is it? Yeah, yeah. You got We saved up for like three months and just made it a whole weekend. We stayed in some cheap ass fucking place, but sorry, out there you're there to golf, right? That's the whole thing. You fucking wake up in the morning, then you just drink all the course all day, and you play some golf, and you got a good excuse for playing shitty on a really nice course <laughs> well, we've had good luck doing the whole airbnb thing oh yeah that's where we're staying as an airbnb and actually last year we went to wausau um and we stayed near on the outskirts of we're out by like mozanie and we okay. stayed in that area went to a bunch of breweries and stuff dude airbnbs the before the that was when we went says to the airbnb <laughs> owner <laughs> <clears throat> nothing like it's an nice oh, it's yeah, super nice especially if they have everything set up and everything is good to go like yeah. we purposely picked a spot to go out into the country like nice. fire pit they have all the wood there for you mm-hmm. like just chill legit it's nice when you can go to a place and you f- you can feel comfortable like your home mm-hmm. you know it's like when you go to a hotel it's fine it serves its purpose when you need it but it's like when you get kids running up and down the halls and all that shit it's just a different f- just a different feel you know so it's more, it, it just feels more homey in an Airbnb. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree 100%. Maybe I'm looking it, forward to going, getting right. out a little bit. Yeah. Nice. You saying I should put a fire pit in my Airbnb for these people? Yeah. Okay. Right out in the middle of the street. I, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> With safety cones, though. Oh, yeah. That, like, you, you got the fire safety department first. right there. Yeah. So safety first. Safety Kevin, cones. Kevin Reflectors. Okay. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> all right i think kyle wants to put this we got to put this to bed yeah homie we're sticking to it all right let's put it to bed. homies it's homie homies, homies. <laughs> my friend logan dude thanks for making it thank you so oh, much it's been awesome invite. hanging yeah, with you yeah, for a little bit hopefully i get back on with you guys again and we can open pick door up, pick up our our conversations absolutely man. open door yeah, my friend absolutely. mr lamon mr mr crosby been a pleasure it's only been oh, four days in a row i've like hung out with you <clears throat> Don't mind that. You get you getting tired of that shit. Yeah, I'm not, but I'm not my wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, okay. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. Much love as always. Peace Until next everybody. time. Bye, bye, bye.